welcome to the Lost Boys the Found Fathers podcast. I'm Gabe O'Sullivan and joining me is my co-host Will Haycox. We are men who have suffered the loss of a child and through this production we desire to offer encouragement, strength, and hope to our fellow brothers who have traveled the same journey. Welcome Will. What's up Gabe? So this is episode 24 and at the end of episode 23 we brought up the verse of Romans 8.28. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. And we talked about in that last episode how our lives have meaning, our child's lives have meaning, and now we're going to talk about how this plays out practically. And if for some uh, reason folks are just joining this podcast like randomly and you didn't listen to the one before, we are recording outdoors today. That's why it may sound like we are in the middle of the jungle. Uh, We are actually not. It's just uh, the beautiful area that we live in in the world. Apparently, there are a bazillion different kinds of birds. And mm-hmm. So, if any of you uh, bird folks out there want to uh, tag us on the uh, different bird noises that you're hearing, <laughs> uh, we would be really impressed by that. And these are actual birds chirping. They are not, as uh, ESPN does, they are not like uh, ch- piped in like post-production <laughs> like they do on golf matches. These are for real. So, okay. Enough of that. Okay, Romans 8.28. Now we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. And Will, how does this play out, play out practically in our lives every day? Well, I think uh, I appreciate you intro on us there, Gabe. Uh, I think we've already gone over this. Uh, probably a lot of the stuff on this podcast, we're going to say similar things because we're, we're always trying to go back to the Bible, and the Bible's consistent all the way through. So it makes sense that we're going to have some same themes and messages. Uh, but I think the the most important thing that you can do, and uh, it's not it's not the easiest thing to do. Not the uh, it's a lot easier said than done. I guess it's what I'm trying to say. But the most important thing that you can do in in relation to trusting God and knowing that His will is better than ours, and that He will bring things to a good outcome, even if we can't see that, is to just choose to have faith in Him. And that's that's real easy to say. Like you just lost a child, your whole world's turned upside down. Just have faith, man. Just have faith and deal with it. Like that's that's I know that's how that can sound. That can sound like a an empty platitude to just have faith and trust that that God will do what He says. But it's really that simple. And again, Gabe's talked about the the, the things he went through when he lost his girls and the, the struggles of, of trusting God, being angry with God. And, and I you know, felt the same thing and, and questioned you know, God's goodness and his love and his promises to us. But it's really, it really comes down to making a choice, as most everything does when you're human and you, you go through the world as we do, that when you're tempted to despair and believe that your child lived for nothing, you can just say a silent prayer and say, Lord, thank you for the blessings that you've given me. You know how I'm feeling right now. You know that I'm, I'm depressed over losing my child or I'm frustrated with my wife because we're grieving differently. You know, whatever the situation is, help me to trust you and to be able to give you the things that I can't handle. And I think... Um, I, I, I want to reference this multiple times, but I think I, I get it mixed up. Is it is it a man that came to Jesus that asked his son to be healed or his daughter to be healed where um, 
he says something to Jesus, and I'm, I should have looked this up before I brought it up, but it just came in my head. But um, where where Jesus, he approaches Jesus, says, you know, I believe you can heal my child, and you know, Jesus like senses his thoughts and and says to him, you know, do you believe? And he's like, I believe. Help my unbelief. And uh, again, Gabe, maybe maybe you know the particulars of that story, but um, that's something I go back to a lot that like God doesn't expect and, and doesn't require perfect faith and perfect belief. He just wants us to want to trust him and to come to him and let him do the hard work of actually changing our minds. But <clears throat> that's something that, that I do and I've talked about in relation to how I deal with, with sin and temptation that it doesn't, it's not like a foolproof thing. It's not a, uh, a magic formula that automatically makes your pain and your temptation and your, and your, uh, frustration, frustrated feelings or depression go away, but just stopping what you're doing and just saying silent prayer, like, Lord, help me through this. And, and I think that is the most important thing <clears throat> that you can do to, trust God and and rest in his plan is to just make that choice and and that will create the mindset where you are like constantly coming to him and saying Lord I can't do this help me through talking to this person that I haven't talked to since I lost my child and I know that's going to come up and I'm just uncomfortable or Lord I can't relate to my wife right now because she's grieving in a different way than I am help me to be compassionate or to to be able to explain how I feel or you know whatever it is and I think that's a important thing that we need to do is just to to make that a daily habit to lay down our our good things and our bad things to God and to let him use us and work in our hearts and, and I think it's important to be willing to let him work in your heart Man, I, I would say I, I totally agree with that. And I would like to also add in that, and I think you're going to touch on this in a minute, but like praying that prayer to ask God to help us, to help our unbelief, you know, to help our faith, to help our faith develop, to get stronger. Um, and then also like, God, how can you use this not only to bring me closer to you, to make me a better, you know, faith, more faithful servant, but how can you use my child's life and this experience to impact others lives like we have to look at this situation as a building block mm -hmm. for instance you know you you're in first grade and you're learning how to add you know numbers together one plus one equals two well is that the is that the be all end all for for your math skills mm -hmm. no that's the building block so that when you're a senior in high school you can after having all these building blocks, do calculus, right? And then what's the reason for calculus? Maybe well, you can do calculus. I, don't, I, don't, I couldn't yeah. do calculus. <laughs> well, what's the reason for calculus? I don't know. I still <laughs> haven't figured that out myself. I've never used it again in my life after taking AP test in, in high school 20-something years ago. Mm -hmm. But for some people, the point in calculus is because then they go on to be, you know, engineers or whatever the case may be. Like there's – we go through things in life because there is a greater purpose for those building blocks of those circumstances or of those issues or of those challenges or of those trials, you know, that we're going through. And it's not like right now in the midst of suffering, 
you can just be like, God, show me the end game here, you know, because it's just not going to happen like that. Like we're, we are finite. He is not right. Mm -hmm. Like we have an ending. God does not like, we can only see what we can see. We cannot see the future. We don't see how this thing's going to play out. So that's where the faith comes in. God help me to have faith right now to trust you and in today because I know that you have a future that you're going to use this for some for some great purpose. And so mm -hmm. we have to have that faith in God that he's going to get us through that, but then also that faith that there is something down the road where this experience, this this life of this child is going to make a difference in some way, shape, mm -hmm. form, or capacity. And so we need to go to, to approach God each day with the with the ask of him of lord help me to have faith mm -hmm. as i go through each day to believe that you are you know that you you have this situation under control mm -hmm. yeah and I, I think we can we can go forward from there and we can look at how god is using the life and death of your child <clears throat> to teach you about him to change your life to better serve and honor him and you know i look at like the practical thing for me that i've mentioned before that when when I got into that uh, altercation with someone else uh, six months, eight months before Gabriel was born, and you know that was the worst thing at the time that ever happened to me, and it caused a lot of problems in the family, and I got injured and, and all of that, but God used that terrible thing and that, that frustrating thing, that thing that could have been much more serious than it was, to draw me closer to him and to change me and show me that I needed him and that prepared me for being able to trust him when we lost Gabriel. And so the same way you can you know, practically help yourself trust God by searching your heart and your mind and see like, like I know that I was changed by the life of Gabriel and that his life mattered and his life changed me because my perspective on God changed, my perspective on life, my perspective on, on love and what, what love meant and how love plays out. And God gave me greater patience and compassion for others that, um, you know, it kind of, uh, I, I guess I'm a, I just turned 30 last week and so I'm not that old, but I'm, I guess I'm old enough to, if you read my Facebook post, I'm old enough to, to uh, ramble on about quote unquote more important things than just daily life but um i i know who i was how i was when i was growing up when i was a teenager i was a rebellious kid i you know it was it was very easy for me to get caught up in like what was important to me was the most important thing and what wasn't important to me or what i thought was stupid was stupid and you were dumb or stupid for focusing so much of your time on that and like like sorry to people who who love art and like fine art or, or even abstract art. Let's not go into abstract art. Well, I'll lose some listeners, but, uh, I, I, my wife and I have kind of gone back and forth as to like, I didn't appreciate like abstract art. I'm like, that's just a blue square with a squiggly line beside it. Like, okay, who cares? That's, that's like something that in the past I could be very dismissive of just this art is dumb. It's not art or like a three-year-old could do this, whatever. So I've, that's a bad example. Sorry, Gabe. But that's a thing where in the past I could be very dismissive of like, I don't see the value of this art. And so there is no value to this art. And through 
the life of Gabriel and for the way that the Lord's worked in my heart, he's given me the, the patience and the perspective to step back. And again, it's a bad example. I apologize. But to step back and be like, hey, so this this blue circle and this squiggly line beside it, like to someone that might be the way they see whatever, like the the relationship between them and their child that how those two things play off each other, you know, means something to them. And so I'm just saying I was changed and it deepened my relationship with the Lord and it deepened my relationship with my wife. It, it draw, drew us closer to each other when we lost our son made us realize we need to rely on each other to get through it and having our son gave me the strength and wisdom to serve God and gave me the experience to be able to serve him through doing this podcast with Gabe and hopefully serve in other areas in the future and that's something that that wouldn't have been possible without our son being born and our, our son dying as early as he did and so that that's something that I would encourage you to do if you're struggling with this, you know, did my child's life have meaning, is to search for that. And, and I don't know, Gabe, if you went through something similar, but, you know, just be aware that, that God can be using the life of your child to, to make you, to perfect you, to make you a better servant of him and to make you more useful in, in ministry to others. Yeah, and I, I, love, I love your example there. I don't think it was a dumb example about the art because... You know what what you're saying is is that it gave you this going through this gave you the opportunity to um, step back and look at other people and what they're going through and have more compassion that to them whatever it is that they're going through it is a big deal mm -hmm. right and where before you may have just like blown it off you know like and I'll, I'll use an example of that like personally like how did God one way that God kind of grew me through our experience was that, um, man, you know, I'm a chiropractor. So patients come into me every day. How you doing? And that's why I'll ask them, right? How you feeling? Well, they're going to tell me how they're feeling because that's why I'm asking them, right? So, hey, my neck hurts, my back hurts, you know, whatever. I got sciatic, I got headaches, you know, this and that. As I say that, Will's over there popping mm -hmm. his neck, you know, like turning him side yeah, to you side. you talk about necks and yeah. I'm like, how does mine feel? <laughs> yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, what what I would what what is happening was after that, or even when our girls were still in the hospital, you know, and I'm back at work, and we, you know, Vivian and Sophia were still alive, is people were coming in and they were telling me, you know, all their ailments and whatnot, and man, I was just like, I do not care. Like that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I have buried a child last week. I have two more in the hospital fighting for their lives. I really could care less that your back hurts right now. Mm. Like, and so that's the way I felt for many months. Mm -hmm. Okay. Was, it was really difficult to have that compassion or people would come in and say something, you know, like, I don't know, like, Oh, you know, today, you know, my boss was, you know, mean to me or whatever. Or, or I, I, I didn't get the raise that I expected I should get. You know, people tell you stuff. It's like when you're a chiropractor, you're also mm -hmm. a counselor and a therapist. Mm -hmm. um, because folks, a lot of times their pain is tied to their emotional stuff they're going through. Mm. And so I think God used that time to remind me that, hey, man, like, you, your life is not just about you. Your life is not just about how you are feeling or about whether you're getting the feel goods from your current circumstances that you're in the middle of. Like, 
I have placed you here to be a blessing to others, not for you to be looking for how those patients, okay, can be a blessing to you. So even though you're in the middle of this difficult time, you got to suck it up and you got to put your life on the line for these other people because they're the ones that are coming to you for the help. You're not supposed to be looking to them for any kind of help or, you know, peace mm-hmm. or patience or, or any kind of, you know, feel good, so to speak. And so God used it, this as a time to humble me and to realize that, man, in what I'm doing, that my life is not about me. My life is about serving others. And that being said, I think that we can all learn that lesson from a situation as tragic as, as we're talking about here because uh, what we have is the opportunity for God to strip us down okay, and to humble us mm-hmm. and to realize that, again, life is not just about us. Life is about how can we be a servant to others. And that's hard when you're suffering and when you're in the middle of, of a struggle and when you're in the middle of loss and when you're in the middle of grief. However, I think having that perspective gives us the opportunity to actually wake up each day and put one step, uh, one foot in front of the other one as we step throughout our day, realizing that, you know what, it's a much greater thing to have our lives laid out and purposed for the benefit of others than just to to live a life thinking that mm-hmm. our life is, is just for our pleasure mm-hmm. um, or for our purposes. Um, because that really, I think, just leads to emptiness, and it leads mm-hmm. to you just seeking that next, you know, good thing or that next pleasure. And so, that was a long explanation to say that going through a circumstance like like we're talking about here, we have the opportunity to learn how to be more empathetic towards others, mm-hmm. and it is a good thing that we are more empathetic mm-hmm. towards others. Because it gets the focus off of ourselves and on to them. And that's good. Because that actually ends up biochemically helping us out. Mm-hmm. It's like when folks are going through a period of depression. One of the things that counselors will tell them is, hey, you know what? Let's set you up to go down to the, let's say, to the homeless shelter this weekend and cook breakfast for the homeless people. Or, you know what? Let's get you over to the, to the food pantry and let you, uh, you know, organize stock shelves or give out food. Like, let's, let's get you over to the children's shelter and, and let you, you know, clean their bathrooms for the week. Or, like, go play dodgeball with these kids that don't have parents, you know, or whose parents are locked up. Like, and doing those good things ends up helping take the focus off the person's depressive state or situation. And it's putting it on somebody else, which in turn ends up building that depressed person up and gets them out of that depression when you're getting the focus off yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just it came to mind there when <clears throat> when you were talking about how life isn't always about us and you know even in our struggles like obviously yes, like we can come to the Lord when we're when we're crushed and defeated, we can have that time of of rest and refuge and trust him, but life doesn't revolve around us and yeah sometimes we are called to serve others even in the midst of our suffering and if you're a christian if you've ever read the bible you're probably familiar with paul that that's his story that he was being persecuted he was at one point he was uh stoned to death and drug outside the city and 
I guess it doesn't specifically say he died, but the assumption is kind of that he died or he was near death and God healed him. And so he walks back into the city and, and proclaims Christ again. And you know, he says at one point that to, lo- to live is Christ and to die is gain. And that, that came into my mind when you were talking there a minute ago, Gabe, because he says, like, for me, like, my desire is to die and to go be with Christ and to be reunited with my Savior because my life has been hard and because it's better to be with, with Christ and to be in heaven and to experience that than it is to be here on this earth with all the pains and the sufferings. But to say to live is Christ, he's saying, he's identifying and, and admitting that his life here on earth isn't about him, isn't about his peace and his comfort. It's about being a servant of Christ and serving others and loving others and giving everything to other people even when you're suffering and life isn't easy for you and i say this and it's it's true of me too i'm certainly not i'm nowhere near the the servant or the the giver of myself as paul but you know i think that's an easy thing in our culture to ignore or forget that uh, i know i've been guilty of like you know my wife and i whether whether it's going on a mission trip or helping locally or whatever it is like when you're going through something tough you don't want to go and help other people like you don't want it like you say you know you don't want to go to the soup kitchen you almost feel like "Ah, i had a rough week i had a rough month this bad thing just happened whatever like i just lost my job i just don't have it in me to go and and serve and you almost feel like you're justified and not serving and loving and giving of yourself because you've had a rough time and I guess that's like I say it's a, it's a human thing, but it's also our culture is so self-focused. So that's that's not exactly where we were going there, but I just I thought of that when you mentioned that Gabe that that Paul is a perfect example of someone who knew it was better for him to go and to be with Christ, but he was willing to put up with and go through whatever suffering the Lord felt was necessary so that he could continue to minister to and build up the body around him. And I think that we should be aware of that and try to do the same. So through that, you know, another thing that you might do um, is to, uh, you may be able to be led to doing some ministry, whether you're starting a nonprofit, a a guy that, that uh, I've talked to through this podcast. I don't, I don't know if he's comfortable with me putting his name out there, so I'm not going to do it without without asking him. But he's got a ministry here in Spartanburg called Two by Two Ministries that he started in relation to losing his son. And it's a, a ministry to feed the homeless here in, in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And uh, it, it's something that, that he was moved to do by the Lord. And I, I think that's obviously a great thing that the Lord honors. And uh, if you're interested in that, check out 2 by 2 Ministries and see if you can support him in whatever way you can. And uh, also, we talked about in episode 12, uh, Mr. Steve Grant told us about the loss of, of his sons, Chris and Kelly, and how he has been moved by the Lord to use their lives and their experience of, of dealing with drug abuse to try to help others come out of that and to, to show them that there is life and there's hope outside of drugs but you may feel and and this is something that that unfortunately is probably the case for some of you listening that you're just destroyed and that your your marriage and your family isn't dealing with this loss 
well and that you are you feel broken you feel like you can't respond in any of the ways we've just talked about you can't can't trust god or you're angry at god like we've talked about and that you just feel like you're stuck and whatever it is you know we've talked about you need to be on the same page with your wife and maybe that's not the case for you maybe you were already struggling in your relationship and then you lost a child and so you're estranged from each other or you're you're still living in the same home but you're emotionally estranged and we'll probably try to have some podcasts and maybe even have a a counselor from our church come and and talk about that and what to do at that point but i would just say if this is the case you know reach out to gabe and i we want to we want to pray with you we want to encourage you in whatever way we can even though we're not experts in dealing with that situation but i would just encourage you to to fall at the feet of the lord and to beg him to heal you and to give you the ability to surrender your hurt and your hopelessness to him and that he would give you forgiveness and if it's you that has has been the the chief doer of wrong in the situation that he would give you the humility to ask for repentance and god is the author and object of all of our hope so we must seek to trust that he'll work things for our good and his glory even when things look bleak in your your marriage or just in your life in general so that's uh that's a thing we haven't really touched on much in this but i just felt that that was worth mentioning that i, I know there are some of you out there that aren't at this kind of middle ground where you can choose one way or the other that maybe you already before you found this podcast or just you know whatever you're dealing with this this loss of your child and you and your wife aren't on the same page and it's just tearing your your marriage and your family apart so uh, Gabe and I pray for you if that's the case and and we're hopeful that the Lord can turn that around but we, we just encourage you to turn yourself over to the Lord and let him work in your heart and to try to make you receptive to him and and just to to do your best to to love and to to show patience and repentance in that situation uh we've got some some other more practical things here that we may cover in the next episode what are we coming up on 30 minutes here gabe yeah but uh we just appreciate you guys listening again we think we said this is episode 24 so it's pretty neat that we're we're this far and that the lord has given us this much to say although i guess if you if you know me in person and, and gabe too you went on a nice little rant there in the in the, the middle of this podcast so i'm encouraged that i'm not the only person that can talk for five to ten minutes straight but uh yeah this is this is great we, we love working with you guys and we pray for you and we just pray that whatever your situation how wherever you are and dealing with the loss of your child that ultimately you would do what we just counseled these people to do who are in a bad situation and just trust the lord that you would just fall down before him and beg him to heal you and to to draw you closer to him do you have anything you want to add to wrap us up gabe i think that's that's great i think that puts a nice bow on this episode will thank you for that and just make sure that you're tuning in for episode 25 and we will continue with this thought process about the meaning of life the meaning of your life the meaning of your child's life and why um why we can actually find comfort and find purpose even through times of difficulty such as you are experiencing so thank you all so much for joining us today make sure you follow lost boys the found fathers on facebook instagram and twitter you can also search for my book on amazon that will be done put a question mark at the end of that my name is gabriel o'sullivan let's not be lost let's be found in him